This is a Podcat Nation production. Hello, and welcome to Buff Wild, a podcast that, let me tell you, that first episode was far more sexually explicit than I thought it was going to be, and I take ownership for that, but I don't apologize for it. As always, I am your host, Olivia, and this week we have a returning guest, my favorite marriage guy, because they're my marriage guy, Kiyomi. Hello. How's it going, bub? I'm good. Good. I'm good. I'm lying on the floor. I know. You've found yourself quite a recording position today. (laughs) I am seated on the couch. Kiyomi is lying on the floor. He's set up a microphone stand so they don't have to hold it. This is... uh, It's peak lazy. I have so much respect for it. It's peak post-choir rehearsal. (laughs) My body hurts. (laughs) I need to be supine. Peak... It's 11.45. My partner's stressed out. We need to record one more episode, but it's late, so I'm going to be comfortable as possible. <laughs> I have pillows. I'm good. Outstanding. Yeah. Um, right into it. Let's do it. Episode two. Episode two. What was that? I... Like, okay, For... I know we had to continue a story, but... For a two-parter, that second part was real anticlimactic. Like, a lot happens, but it just doesn't have the oomph of the pilot episode, you know? Yeah, like, <sighs> there's there's elements of the story that are definitely evocative mm-hmm. in that, like, they could have been interesting. Not that it wasn't interesting, but it just was like, uh, kind of like wet potatoes you know totally you know but a wet potato do you know a wet potato but like yeah it feels it felt really anticlimactic and of course like we know that there's gonna be a more to do with hair master mm-hmm. but like anticlimactic Oof. and then they got picked up and they got picked <laughs> up because let us not forget this is part of a two-part pilot yes right? and that first was part a two was hour like launch a two-hour special episode launch that first part was nonsense but it was like outstanding so like, yeah i get it oh yeah i get it lord um yeah and like don't get me wrong i'm very glad that it got picked up i'm glad that it continued for as long as it did and got a spin-off and there's lots for us to take in but like that was a real real gamble Picking up this bizarre teen sexy horror comedy sci-fi fantasy series for like oh yeah weeknight TV oh yeah it makes very little sense um, grateful that they did though oh extremely grateful what did you think of the episode I mean you got you told us a little bit but yeah I uh I watched it you know sure did <laughs> you sure did. like there's some good parts. Yeah, it's not it's not not an entertaining episode. It's it's just not the most entertaining episode. It does not keep the energy of its first no. half, which is unfortunate. No. Cuz it could have been absolutely nonsense, but it was, you know, it existed. Yeah. 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 Well, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. It uh picks back up where we left off last week. Right. That Buffy's been trapped not trapped she's been thrown in a coffin by luke is it the luke the vampire right okay so in my notes yeah i was like all right this fucking guy what was his name frank (laughs) neil earl doing the thing that i do of just naming 
names that have nothing to do with each other. <laughs> They're just names. They're just names. Frank, Neil, Earl. None of them are related to Luke whatsoever. Not at all. Um, yeah, she's back in this coffin. Still in this coffin. Still in this fucking coffin. I guess no time has lapsed, so. No, this is immediate. And I guess watching this as it aired... You know, it would have been a back-to-back episode. It, it like, yeah. would have been a good way to watch it to do, you know, in retrospect. In retrospect, <laughs> <laughs> but do you want two and a half hours of us just yelling about Buffy the Vampire Slayer oh with God. no break? I don't think you do. I don't think you do. <laughs> Unless we got wild, buff wild. <gasps> How many times do I <gasps> find ways to throw the title of this podcast into this podcast? <gasps> If it was unclear. Take a shot. Every time Olivia says buff wild. Take a shot. And then, I don't know. It's clear it's what the pun is, right? It's not just me thinking it's funny. Like, I think it's pretty clear. Thank you. You know how something's just like real wild and crazy and it's like, buck wild? Buck wild. So it's like it's buff wild. You know, when you have to explain the joke. I know. That means I'm not funny. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the whole point of this. <laughs> I think it's I think it's clever. I'm I'm glad. I'm Thank gl- you. Yeah. I worry that the slang is lost on some people. It's a little too questionable. <sighs> but you're here and we're having fun now. So yeah, she's in this coffin. Luke's about to chomp chomp nom, 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 on her, and uh, she's protected by the vampire attack by Angel's necklace that he forced upon her. Because Buffy gets right? a lot of weird jewelry forced upon her by strange men in the first couple episodes. It's true. Right? Remember how Angel just was like, catch. Right? Blondie. I just met you and this is crazy, I but d- here's a cross. So call me, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but I won't give you my phone number. <laughs> and I might tell you my name eventually. Right? So, yeah, she's uh, protected from Luke by Angel's uh, cross that he gave her. We've got... She, like... So they leave, right? Yeah, they, you know, she tries to get out or he runs away because she's got silver. Willow's being eaten. Yeah. She's not being eaten, but like an attempt to be et is happening. Et. Et. Uh, Buffy saves her and it's beautiful and it's the start of a remarkable friendship. Right. Buffy saves Willow, who's dressed like some like autumnal pilgrim. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What was the her outfit? Willow usually looks really cute. She looks a, a tad homeschooled. It's questionable, but like cute, because you and I are watching the series together. Me for the first run, and we're midway through season four right now. And Willow like really has her style. And coming back to the first couple episodes, you're like, so baby girl, <laughs> it's so. Awkward. What are we doing, friend? Um, yeah. So we save Willow, and then I don't know. Xander is there or shows up and. We slay some more vampires. We don't know where Jesse is. It's understood like, that he is a vampire now. Is it understood? Like the viewers know. Like I think so. Right. I We're not attached oh to this no. person. We know Jesse, what happened to him. Probably dead. Definitely a vampire. Right. So skip to like history lesson with Giles. History oh of God. vampires and slayers, which... But it also, it sounds a combination of like he's giving a lecture in a university or something. Yes. Which, yeah. Which is kind of what he's doing. But it also kind of sounds like he's giving a sermon. Yes. And <laughs> Xander's just like, despite the fact that he just got attacked by several vampires, is still like, you're trying to tell me that vampires exist and Buffy and Jaws are like, oh my God, dude, come on. What, what are we were, doing the last what six were hours? Doing? Were your eyes open? <coughs> Sorry. Right? Like, come on, buddy. This is not a dream. No one needs to pinch you. You know you know what you just saw. Right. I mean, like, it is established, like, later later on because there's a whole bunch of, like, vampire activity we're going to get see later in front of lots of people. But then, like, the people go on with their lives and the explanation is that, you know, there's always a weird explanation for it. So, like, yeah. no one's ever like, oh, my God, vampires, they're real. There's always, like, a weird there was a gas leak right there was gang activity i think, I I think is say, what we got in this was like weird rival gang activity they were real uggos Ugh. Cordelia. Oh, she's marvelous <laughs> um 
Yeah. And then as is the, like the first few episodes, just so many cuts to and from different scenes for like 30 second clips. Because then oh. we've got Darla. My God. Well, it's like the erratic back and forth between like oh the God. normal world of Sunnydale High and then the plasticine underground church. Yes. was giving me motion sickness yes it's a little much for something when again an episode where like not a ton happens there's a lot of back and forth but we've got darla in the plasticine castle thank you for upholding my series canon of the plasticine castle plasticine castle um i guess it's a church yeah that makes right. more sense that is it is a church yep cathedral i think yes the right pr- terminology like stuck in this house of worship uh but he's mad at darla because darla ate jesse before she brought him to him she had a taste he's real good he's like am i your dog (laughs) you bring me your scraps also darla has a really upsetting voice for the first couple episodes where it's like real high pitch and and she's like i was just hungry all i wanted to lick the blood Nick Stack. I'm your faithful dog. You bring me scraps. <laughs> it was the what? weirdest exchange of. It dialogue. was a really weird. I feel like every twenty, every ten minutes, I get the weirdest exchange of dialogue, and then it tops itself ten minutes later. You know. Right. But then, so they got Jesse, and they're like, "Well, I'm not gonna eat you because you're." You're, you've been used. You're no longer fresh and pure for me. <laughs> That's the implication. It's really uh, gross. It's like, oh, I need the good stuff. Right. I'm like, we can use you. We're going to use you as bait. I'm like, okay, so now that this is like, Jesse's clearly going to die. <laughs> right. And then another cut back to the library and they're still talking about like, what is a slayer? And we define what a slayer is, which I think we went over in the first episode. Chosen one, usually a young girl who has like superhuman strength like and whatnot and pre preternaturally determined yep kills yeah. vampires demons etc then it goes back to the plasticine church where they're like it's the slayer there's a slayer <laughs> to which my favorite thing is the master then turning away from everyone just the face going going a slayer <laughs> <laughs> and then they cut away from right the Back to the library again, where Buffy is just like a champion martyr in the first few episodes, where like Xander and Willow were like, we're a team. We want to help you. And she's like, no, you can't. I have to do this, this alone. And like if looks off into the friend, distance. Like I she's brooding like some kind of angel. Like some kind of angel. It's so, true. Right. It's no. right. They just want to be her friend. And she's like, I can't have friends. I'm the Slayer. Right. Yep. So then what are they? they're trying to figure out where the vampires go yeah oh yeah and they established that like vampires love to be in the sewers because there's limited sunlight to which then my next question is why how how does xander of all people know so much about the electrical underground right. system of sunnydale <laughs> he's not bright and doesn't pay attention in any situation right how does he know so much about this willow i get right willow and her low-key computer hacker this is the first first time we see like oh yes. willow's low-key um like a, a digital terrorist yes and it's incredible i accidentally hacked decrypted the city's mainframe accidentally right. also i could be wrong but i think maybe somewhere in there we get another flashback to the plasticine castle in which we establish like the master it's the harvest time oh he's yes gonna munch the harvest he's got a munch right Oh, right. Did they explain what the harvest is? That Not point? really. Just that we're, they, it's coming. Yeah. There's yeah. a harvest. Right. But Willow's a hacker. She gets into the city planning. We see that there's access to like the sewer tunnels in the mausole- mausoleum in the graveyard. Mm, no, they're like, okay, that we're underground there. And it's Buffy, go, Buffy using oh, her brain. Yeah. And she's like, wait, wait, I was in there and Luke had me and then I was gone and never came up behind me. And I was like, oh, the entrance is in the mausoleum. Look at me. I'm smart. I use my brain parts. Right. And Giles is like, great. Let's get this happening. Uh, Willow, maybe you can help me with the dread machine is what he calls the, the computer today. Machine. And I love it. While this is happening, everybody's trying to find solutions to their problems. Xander's just like mad. He's also not a slayer. 
He's like, I can't do anything right. I'm just a normal guy. Why am I not allowed to help? Right? Jeez. I'm not strong enough. I'm not strong like I thought. I'm like, nobody is, dude. That's kind of the point. You are not the main character. Beat it. He right. does not. It's unfortunate. Um, so yeah, Buffy tries to leave school early to go and like investigate and the principal finds her. Mr. Flutie. Uh-huh. Gives he's, her a talking to. She's like, I have to go get Mr. Giles a book. He's like, not on my watch. <laughs> you, you're going to sneak off to school on your, on your second, second day, day with your transcripts? surely not this economy tisk 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 young lady and then he like locks the gates to the school so nobody can get in and out <laughs> which, which i don't really think is legal weird. i'm like this isn't like a gated community private right? school <laughs> this is a public school in a weird small town in california this is not allowed so he's like get back to class and she's like i and she just jumps over the fence because she's the slayer right uh we get the phrase reign of toads a lot also Right? Oh, yeah. And I quite frankly can't remember why. I just know that it was said a lot. I just wrote Xander and Willow making a list of scary things. Right? Oh, yeah. Because Xander's like, now he's also still mad that he's not a slayer, but he's like, I'm not a slayer, but also like, oh, there's vampires? No. Just so much bad stuff happening. Yeah. Buffy goes back to the mausoleum to investigate, and Angel's just like waiting for her. Also, I I need to go back for a oh, second. Oh, please! Because I wrote down a quote. <gasps> Give it. And I haven't, but I also did not write down who said it. Ooh, is this where we play? Who said it? Who said it? With dun, 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 maybe that's dun. how they do things in Britain. They've got the royal family, and all kinds <gasps> Ooh, of problems. Yes, yes, that was the principle. <laughs> was that was, the was, it was his response to sending Buffy to go get a book, which I'm like, you know right? what? Because Giles Fair. is British. Fair, which is weird. <laughs> yeah, a teacher would not do that. Well, they right? shouldn't. It was outstanding. Maybe that's how they do things in Britain. They got the royal family, all kinds of problems. <laughs> they really do. <laughs> but, like, truly, you didn't even know about Brexit yet. <laughs> oh my god (laughs) but yes angel Uh, angel's just in the mausoleum hanging out also it's daytime and he's just there i had the same question i was like how did he get there in the daytime because that's a well-lit mausoleum did he go there in the middle of the night when really good sunscreen going in and out like really good sunscreen because also just being in the mausoleum it's well lit there's lots of windows right i had i do have to say they're not great with the light stuff like no. they're they're very they're good about keeping it canon but every once in a while i'm like there's too much light coming in these windows right now right. every once in a while vampires to be just chilling a-okay totally every once in a while they blatantly break their own rules but they like have an excuse for it and it's outstanding <sighs> right and we also like we don't know for sure that angel's a vampire yet but like I don't know. When you were watching this first, Aaron, like, did you not know that something was up with this guy? Like, he was clearly something suspicious. Right. There was something off about him. Right. But they chat for a while and she's like, am I even going to get to know your name? And he says, Angel. And she goes, Angel. That's a pretty name. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> it is. She's it is. not wrong. It's a very pretty name. Uh, he establishes that tonight's the harvest master's got a munch does he explain it i don't know i think he when just did he explain it oh, i think <laughs> it's later he you know they uh they ch- oh it is later but they just talk a lot but like also not much where angel just speaks in cryptic half sentences like these the first few episodes especially angels got the strangest attitude oh that my is god only around for the first like he always is he's always a moody he's always all, forever and ever and ever but like there's a really specific <laughs> energy to Angel in these first so couple much. episodes that it's just like, like he kind of has an attitude. Well, but it's kind of very much like, shouldn't you know how to do this? Why am I helping you? Right. Maybe my upcoming analogy helps shed some light on that and that he says something that is, forgive me for this. So Edward Colony. Oh my god. And that my favorite piece of dialogue from the Twilight movies, which yes, we did watch all of them recently and I it was quite something. Like one of the first things that he says on screen 
It's like when he comes back from his big feeding trip of getting all that good, good animal blood. He's in class with Bella and like she sits down and he looks at her and goes, you know, when you haven't spoken all day and your voice is a little weird, he looks at her and he's like, hello. (laughs) (laughs) So she leaves back to Buffy. Buffy leaves the mausoleum and he goes, good luck. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote, why was he suddenly British? (laughs) And like, yeah, we know Angel or Angelus was Irish. Irish. It was an Irishman. But like Angel himself hasn't had an (laughs) accent for like, a hundred years. Right. Good luck. Um, good luck. Good luck. And good it, luck to you, little lassie. I drew that connection of like, what a weird Ed- Edward Cullen moment. And also was like, oh, that's some weird, like, pre-vampire reveal Edward Cullen energy as well. Because of England? I, I don't know. <laughs> no, just in general of like, uh, I adore you. I can't be near you. Let's be friends. Oh, I don't want to yeah. be your friend. Like, it's a lot of weird back and forth. So I think because he's like... I like your pheromones, but I might bite you. I don't know. It's it's real weird. But yeah, good luck. Good luck. Good luck. So good luck. we're now in the sewers, right? Yeah. And then you know who fucking shows up? <sighs> Xander. Xander was following her. He's fully like, I was following you. Which I was like, why? Right? You did not need to be here. You didn't also need to skip school in the middle of the day. Also, like Buffy, you're a slayer. Beat him up. Right? He's following you. He's admitted to following you. He could be dangerous. Knock him over the head. Stop engaging with him on a friendly level. Beat him up. Give him a nice surprise nap. <laughs> oh my god. Um, He'll wake up again. It's just a right. surprise. So he goes with her, I think, to prove his manhood or something. It's really gross. And they go over like, I don't know, what do you need to kill vampires? And she's like, crosses, garlic, steak in the heart. Or, like, the big three she goes down with. And then, you know, she's like, oh, you know, and, like, sunlight, holy water, et cetera, et cetera, beheading. And they talk about beheading for a while. And he's like, oh, God, you've beheaded so many people, haven't you? He's like, I'm so in love with you, but I hate everything about you. It's true. It's so awful. And Um, then we get another cutscene. Another fucking cutscene. Which is prophecy time for Giles. Who just, like, I think it's, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's just, like, a 10-second clip of him remembering something. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> one of my favorite things about this entire series because this never ends yeah. is giles just standing <laughs> in a room going oh, oh i just what well, cannot be and then rummaging through and pulling out a random book and being like I, it is it is today and just remembering prophecies on the day they're set to come true like here's where i am <laughs> this happens we're on season four like right in our own time and it's still and happening still like happening, at going, least three times oh, a season no season. <laughs> it's clear that giles probably owns his condo that he lives in he needs a den that's just a wall of like large format paper calendars and he can write stuff down on so he doesn't forget or at least somebody will he see needs it to put all these prophecies in his google calendar yeah Google so like, he wakes up and goes ah it's today <laughs> giles needs a day planner giles needs an apocalypse assistant. number 12 <laughs> <laughs> and then i think that's it right i think that's the entire that's the extent of that scene. That's the extent of that scene. And then we go to the computer lab. Yes. We're I like. I think it's during computer class. Cordelia's learning to code, which like go right. off women in STEM, but also what? Um, Because right. she doesn't get it, but she's trying. She's trying. She's doing okay, it seems. Right. She hates it. She's mad. And she's her like. And what's her, what's the blonde? Harmony. Name? Harmony. It's just Cordelia talking shit about Buffy to Harmony and Harmony going oh oh wow right oh wow she's dumb <laughs> right Willow's there and she's like stop talking about my friend I think she's fucking rad she's like, you don't even know her she's right? really nice and they talk some shit about Willow they're really mean to her it goes back and forth for a while just if like Cordelia setting the scene for like I'm gonna be the villain for a little bit and she like finally figures out how to code her program or whatever, like, and she's finally like, "Finally done. How do I save it?" Willow throws it down with, "Hit deliver." She's like, 
okay hits the delete button willow gets her tiny nerd revenge entire program gets deleted it's outstanding and then the scene ends back to the sewers again right (laughs) they're close because there's no more rats that's how they know they're close to the vampires true then jesse comes and finds them no jesse's just lying on the ground oh right yes jesse's like passed out knocked out cold right lying in the water they're like jesse jesse hey man right there he is there's jesse in the just water being there definitely fine definitely trustworthy definitely safe right. definitely human you know how the vampires take a human with the intent of eating them and they just like leave them alive somewhere definitely you know how that definitely happens definitely so like at this point we you're watching this it's not a surprise that Jesse is no. a vampire. This was not. They haven't shown us yet, but like we know, right? Right. If you don't know, my God, what are you up to? Uh, Xander has no idea what's going on. He's like, come on, come with us. It's okay. We'll get you out of here. Buffy's a superhero. And Jesse's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe we can go through these vents over here. Derp, 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 derp. Right. Some and vampires like, chase them. Family. Turns out Jesse's also a vampire and they're locked in the room with him. And my question is, I mean, they get, I know it's the pilot. And so like more of the specific lore mm-hmm. gets established down the road. But isn't it like established too that especially after they, and this is just, just across the board vampire lore, right? Like after you turn. Oh, they're horny just, for munch. You're just horny for munch. blood. Yeah. Munch, munch. And just insatiable. And you can't be reasoned with. And he plays it cool like some normal schoolboy for oh, so yeah. long. There's no way. This kid just turned into a vampire. He'd be like, act the part, act the part. Okay. He would have just tried to eat them instantly. Oh, yeah. He would not have been cool about it. He's a newborn. He's ready to munch. But it's just, it's but it's the second episode of the pilot so it's fine right yeah <laughs> but like then we get the reveal that like he's a vampire they like i think they fight him out or something right i get my favorite line from this episode of from xander being jesse we're buds <laughs> <laughs> it's embarrassing uh they try to get through the vents the vampires are like peeling back metal doors like they're banana peels right? but then buffy was trying to close that door before i'm like Suddenly, Buffy doesn't have superhuman yes. strength. She's like, Xander, help me. I'm like, how? Girl. What's Xander going to do that you can't? Girl. They, yeah, the door that looks like it's made of tinfoil also. Right. There was like a very early in the episode chase scene, which you know nothing's going to happen because it's so early in the episode. But they like, mm-hmm. they run through some vents and vampires chase them. They escape a building and they end up on like the roof of a power plant. And I want to know how far that they ran yeah me too because it doesn't seem like they went that far no nope. because they went in through the mausoleum which is in the middle of a cemetery yep and then came out on the roof of a power plant like how yep. close are things in sunny how many vents were they in because they were in the sewers and then suddenly they were on the roof of a power plant and there's then there, and there's no explanation for the power plant either no nope. it didn't need to be a power plant it was a weird <laughs> move it could have been street level fuck joss <laughs> um oh my god then we get another cut scene to probably the library but we get a super zoom on giles no before that what? we get a we get a cut scene to the plasticine church what is this show master going no she's escaped how could you let her escape and then the minions like oh, i'm sorry he's like there there hold on you've and then stabs him in the eye. He's like, oh, yeah. got something in your eye. It's my finger. So the master's just really pissed that Buffy right. escaped. And then we get the super zoom on Giles. Super zoom There's on so Giles. There's so many cutscenes. It's hard to keep track. Uh, we have what I've written as a classic Giles and Willow mess around. Yes. <laughs> just being sweet little nerds together, being like, yeah, right. books. Yes, the interweb. Right. Let's do it. Uh, they establish that, like, the Hellmouth has probably tried to open a few times and it's been disrupted by like natural disasters. Cause I guess when you're fucking with dimensions, you're also messing around with like the earth's structure is what I took from that. Oh yeah. Cause you're like, Oh, there was like all this bad activity. There was a bunch of murders and then an earthquake happened and it was fine. Oh uh, yes. The earth earthquakes. We right. had a lot of those in Sunnydale. Right. <laughs> the thing that like, 
I appreciate that they bring up earthquakes a lot. And they're like, hey, we're in California. We can blame a lot of things on earthquakes. It's true. <laughs> Happens throughout the entire series. And then we get another cutscene. Oh my God. We're back yeah. in the Plasticine Castle. Luke's been chosen as master. I was about master, the master and Luke are getting weird. Is it sexual? Oh, I've written Luke feeds off the master. It's so sexual. He's like the master has presented his wrist and Luke is allowed to like tenderly nibble He's at like, it. Mm, <laughs> yeah. Mm. And then the master takes the blood from his own wrist and draws a symbol on Luke's forehead, which then we see later has scarred over in that shape yep why did his blood create scar tissue i respect that some powerful blood right we get the explanation and the exact quoting of luke is the vessel every soul he takes will feed the master and then luke goes my body is your instrument and darla's <laughs> so pumped darla just in the corner arms in the air going god right what is this show luke is, luke is like just like the food proxy imagine if you could send someone else to do the eating for you to save time right i that'd be nice right i'd miss eating though is it like the uber eats of vampires <laughs> you go and eat for me i'd like them to be young i'd like them to be right fresh if you're not delivered within 30 minutes i will leave a bad review and no tip I'll gouge your eyes out right another cut scene <laughs> to the library i think where they're like where xander's like i don't like vampires <laughs> yeah they're trying to open the hell mouth why did they get that closed right and another just moment of like intuition from xander where i'm like really bro where they're like oh my god it's tonight they're gonna eat people it's gonna be bad and xander's like they're going to the bronze all those young bodies they're gonna go to the bronze oh my god and then another fucking cutscene. Because well, no. Buffy's like, yeah. We no. learned an important thing that we learned in that scene. I'm really good at this. That I wrote down. <laughs> <laughs> a couple things in there um, is we establish that this is going to lead to the end of the world. The apocalypse is coming. Yes. If this doesn't, if the master escapes, an apocalypse is upon us. Yes. We learned that the master is the one who opened, I don't know if he opened it, the Hellmouth originally, or if he was the last one to open the Hellmouth. Mm -hmm. And when they closed it, he was sort of thrown into essentially this plasticine castle. And that's why he's stuck behind that like weird vortex wall that he can't yes. get past. Because he's the one who opened it in the first place and he's stuck there. That's why he's got to get Uber Eats. That's why he needs his Uber <laughs> Eats. Lukey. Right. His instrument. Luke, his instrument and then buffy needs to go home right and then buffy needs to go home. so much happens so buffy's like i have to go home first and he's like are you, are you serious you don't need to get changed right now like we need to go and she's like i need to get some supplies and like goes home her mom finds her and she's like you're grounded the principal called you're skipping classes like are we is it happening again and buffy does get changed but she gets changed into like from one soft top into another soft top with a leather jacket yes it's um, very weird. It's very weird. It's also a very ugly leather jacket. It is. Yeah, it kind of looks like, like, it, for a minute I was like, is that Angel's jacket that he lent her? I was like, no, that looks like a very ugly leather jacket that like a 40 to 50 something year old man bought at like Danier, but was like, it looks edgy. Danier. <laughs> you know? I get it. I Ugh, get it. I love them having this very, very typical, very common mom teenage daughter conversation of like mom you just don't understand she's like well, i know i get i'm sure it's the end of the world and it was just, <laughs> like right. yes i'm sure everything's gonna end if i don't you know it's all awful uh but my favorite thing apparently everything is my favorite thing tonight oh yeah is the fight with mom and oh joyce going no the tapes say i need to get yes. used to saying it <laughs> I've just written Joyce tries to parent. Joyce is taking listening to parenting tapes. Right. I kind of love that. I'm like, you know what? She probably should be. Like, she has no idea how bad her situation is, but she probably should be. Right. Um, yeah, Buffy's grounded and we get an insight into her like weird little chest of vampire tools where she's got like this chest that has like, I don't know, what was in it? Like candies and nail polish and stuff 
just in a chest, but it's a secret overlay that has holy water and right? steaks so she can and stuff head underneath. She town with her bag full of water. Right? She just puts in an ugly duffel bag. Right. Rolls on out. Jumps. Oh, my God. Climbs out the window of her bedroom. And just throws her duffel bag it onto th- the roof. It just bounces off of the shingles. <laughs> like, I know that Joyce is tired and she's, you know, mentally occupied. But I think she's going to hear that. Right? If you were a parent, you heard the big thump thump coming from the roof near your child's bedroom that you just grounded. Yeah. Maybe assume that maybe they're trying to sneak out. Right. Head them off. Maybe take a looky. So she sneaks out. Oh, my God. And then we get Cordelia. Bronze. Oh my god, Cordelia just talking a <laughs> mile a minute about the different boys she likes. Yeah. Or specifically, she only dates senior boys now. Boys our age, they're children. Boys in senior senior year, totally grown up. Right. Going on and on and on and on and on. <laughs> her friend tries to say she's like, Oh, my oh god. yes, is maybe think her friend all she says is, Oh, okay. To which Cordelia cuts her off and goes, hello, Miss Motormouth. Can I get a sentence finished? Right. Cordelia, who has not shut up since arriving. She's not. She does give me my favorite piece of dialogue. And there's a lot of, in the first couple episodes, of like them not explaining that we're going to like Cordelia at some point. Just right. providing her for like low stakes villain texture. And she's always kind of like the spoiled brat attitude. Right. She's amazing, and she just gives us such bizarre dialogue that you're like, oh, you're not giving us much with her, but like you know you're going to like her at some point. Exactly. In this one, she gives us a line of like, yeah, she gives me my favorite piece of lines, favorite piece of dialogue this episode, where she's like trying to draw an analogy about how she like, you know, she has to date the cooler boys, because you know, it's like when she's shopping. She has to get the most expensive thing, not because it's expensive, but because it costs more. <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? Because it costs more. Ah! Not because it's the most expensive, but because, because it, costs it costs more. more. <sighs> Cordelia is a treasure. Jesse's there. He like comes up to her and he's like, I got vampire confidence. And she's like, go away. And he's like you're gonna dance with me she's like okay just for one dance and she's like I, sure i'm confused darla and the gang roll up oh, they roll oh they roll in hard roll in hair dad's playing they come in it's like this slow motion they're all just like trucking along darla's in the front of the group hair just she's tossing back and forth, skipping, skipping like bellatrix lestrange like <laughs> it's not great unhinged they very quickly take out the bouncer, but like drag him into the front of the crowd to be like, You're everybody look what's going to happen to you. Uh, yeah. He's the first one to get. Yeah. At. I've written feeding time. So here's this harvest we mentioned. Yeah. The harvest is happening. Right. They kill the. Luke to eat people for they the like, master. They kill the music. It's just the lights and they're like, announcement time. Y'all going to get eat. Master gets a treat. They're like. It's very nice. Do, 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 do. Right. Um, and then we get these weird cutscenes. Oh my God. So just, many weird cutscenes. It's like goes from Luke just like munching down on some person, killing them, cutting to the master who's just like. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so weird and sexual. <laughs> it's so weird and sexual. But then it also cuts to like back to luke who keeps saying things like the master oh i wrote it down it's like the ma- i can f- feel the master rise i can feel him growing i can feel him you know? somehow that was lost on me when we watched it's like i can feel the master growing i can feel him rising i can sense him growing are the words things no. he says sexual real sexual cut back to the master going oh, <laughs> yeah. and then touching the wall being like i'm gonna get out of this thing <laughs> um give me more right uh buffy and the gang have arrived but too late the doors are locked they're like can you break down that door and she's like mm, not this one i'm like why not 
you've broken you've bro- you break so many doors in this series what is your deal with this right? couple of like i can't close it's, this and one i can't s- open this it's already established that she has superhuman strength right but for some reason in these first couple episodes that superhuman strength is not consistent it's very strange it's really really weird right buffy they get in somehow right uh, she breaks down a door she breaks down a different <laughs> door she's like not this one savor it hold back <laughs> tells the scooby gang to clear the room she's gonna take out some vampires cordelia at this point has been brought up to luke for munching right this whole room of people just watching buffy hulk out right uh but yeah buffy arrives she's got her like sailor moon dialogue if she's like i will punish you i have to make a speech when i show up you know like every I time will punish you uh luke wants buffy's blood wants it for the master yep he's got her like they have a little fight he gets her eventually he holds her from behind well my favorite thing is like my favorite thing apparently my favorite thing favorite is saying thing. my favorite thing today yeah it is um this whole time, I kept just kept thinking, Luke is really bad at prioritizing. Yes. He's supposed to be just, just eating bodies. Right. Drinking the blood so that the master can escape. Because the master's getting the world. strong right now. Right. The master's getting strong. And yes, Buffy's there. Buffy's going to put, it's really putting a damper on this whole harvest party. Mm-hmm. But is just focusing so much. Like, sick your minions on her. She'll take them all out, but like, sick right. your minions on there and keep eating people. And then, like, once he does get her, because he does, grabs her from behind. So, like, you know, he's got neck access, but he just keeps taunting her and, like, bite her. She's a slayer. She's going to escape you in five seconds. Use those five. You're rooting for the vampire because you're like, you're so bad at this. <sighs> yep. Uh, yeah. It's really bad. That's happening. Uh, Jesse ends up getting in Xander's face. Oh, there yeah. There to fight. And so we before they got into the bronze, they're like, oh, Jesse isn't there because he was my friend or whatever. And they're like, oh, yeah. Giles, like, you have to remember, Jesse is dead. The person you're going to see there you're, is what killed him. That Which is, is not Jesse. And yet we get to this <sighs> scene and Xander's fucking trying to reason with with Jesse being like, we were buddies. We were pals. Wait, I know Don't. there's part of you in there. I'm like, there's like, not. They literally just told you not to do what you're doing because he's dead. Right. Get it's that. Just a demon, right? He like accidentally shanks him with the stake. Oh, it's just holding it and he can't do it. Jesse's like, you gonna do it? But in the, in the whole like turmoil, a Someone body, someone's body gets thrown at Jesse, and Jesse's body just gets thrown into the stick. <laughs> yep, it's outstanding. Uh, of course, Buffy gets loose. She like skull bashes the vampire who's holding her. Willow throws holy water at somebody. It's great. She gets her first kill. Um, she makes her bones. Makes her bones. <laughs> makes her bones with the Scooby Gang. Right, like the master feels the chaos oh my god so yeah because luke's been dusted now right oh yeah luke it's like there's a whole kerfuffle it's quite unremarkable to be perfectly honest with you luke lots of people lots of people die lots of vampires right die. luke dies ultimately yeah so master's pissed but it's in like the superhero that just landed from the sky pose about it yes he's like on one knee, one hand down in front of him, one arm up, but face down. Kind of like, <laughs> you know, like Captain America just was in the sky and just boom, landed. Right. It's so weird. It's We're also like 50 feet away, but above in the camera shot for that. Right. It's nonsense. For whatever reason, despite the fact that the vampires are like outnumbering the kids at this point, Luke's dead. So they're like, oh my God, scatter. And it's like the mice and Ratatouille. And they're like, all run when the humans come in the kitchen. They all run out of the bronze. Oh, no. Angel's just lurking outside He's as he likes to do. There, and he goes, she did it. I'll be damned. <laughs> the weirdest dialogue and phrasing <laughs> from Angel. I'm like, some slang for you? Because I know you've picked it up. I know you've got like some clothing I'll that suits damned. you from the era. Like, we don't know that he's an ancient vampire at this point. The weird phrases that he uses are just odd. 
<laughs> don't make any sense. <sighs> yeah, so she did it. Angel be damned. He did it. Right. And cut to school the next yeah. day or whatever. Cordelia's like, talking about it because of course she is. Right. And this is where we get the like, oh, some rival game. They're real uggos. Yeah. <laughs> Gang activity. And Buffy knew them. It was weird. Why would she know such ugly, weird people? <laughs> Not quite what she said, but basically. Right. Where then they establish, like, you know, how did then none of them remember? You know, it's so traumatic and awful. They all just kind of create this, a new story that they all pretend. And so no one actually ever acknowledges that what happened to them was real because it's too weird to be real. Which, like, can't say we all wouldn't do the same thing. Right. It's so supernatural that you're like, nope, nope, nope. Exactly. And not even like, I think I saw a UFO. Like, mm, you watch people <laughs> get eaten. Right. <laughs> Your friends died. <laughs> you watched it happen. Right. Does the episode end with any particular preciousness or is it just like It does. Darn, yeah. So it's damned. Giles and the Scooby gang just in like one the courtyard talking whatever. And they say something about yeah, like, oh oh it might have been Buffy was like something about like, yeah, and then you guys can do this to help me next time. To which Willow goes, Next time is why? <laughs> next time is why. I think we missed one of my favorite moments of Willow in the episode where, like, they've established that vampires are real. And she's like, can I sit down? And they're like, you're already sitting. And she's like, oh, good for me. It's just, like, in so much shock. And she's like, would anybody be mad if I just passed out for a minute? Like, is not having it. Willow throughout the entire episode is just like, okay, this is happening. Next time is why. They Next wander off together. Why. Giles is just like, the earth is doomed. Because <laughs> it's those three. Yep. It's quite something. It's those three. And I think that's how it ends. What an episode. It's, yeah. Not a, it's not good. It's not great. It's not a great episode. <sighs> there was like so much buildup in that first half that it was just right. nonsense in the second. Because in case it wasn't clear, the master being so angry about what happened is because he did not get enough human blood to be able to get past the the you know barrier this yeah barrier so he continues to just be stuck there thus floating his plans right being grumpy and being incredible this was the only day to have the apocalypse as giles remembered he has almost too late but he remembered Um, the day of right you know what i think the issue with this was um there was a strong division in first half versus second of like first half you got all the character introductions and like fun like floofy stuff and then it was just it was tying Massacre up loose in ends. the second half. It was just like, yeah, it was the, the tying up the loose ends. They're like, well, all the things we set up for you in part one. Tick, 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 tick. Right? Okay. And like you haven't gotten to know these people enough yet to really be invested in a fight scene at this point. We also at this point haven't gotten any kind of long-term big bad. No. Um, Which in most like series drama thing like this, you... Yeah, okay, we've got the vampires and the demons. Yeah, right. they're all bad like and awful. Get- but we don't have a major character. Like, at the master, it doesn't even really count. Right. We don't really see like him. Like, he's it's comical at this point. It, there's no real, like, an- antagonist. There's no real set antagonist at this point. So we're like, okay, we've got our protagonist and their other buddies and there's just generally bad stuff with vampires. Yeah. Oh. So it's unclear uh, where things are going. Giles does also mention, like, something about how, like, you know, next time. Willows is like, why is there a next time now? And he's like, could be vampires. Could be something else. Who knows? Hmm. <laughs> like, could be. And it, indeed, for the next two episodes, it's not vampires. And, like, maybe it should have been vampires. Stay tuned. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a it's a rough start to a very good series and it's again, thank goodness it did get picked up, but it's surprising that it got picked up. Surprising it got picked up. Pays off long run, but like Boy howdy. Boy? Yeah. Howdy. I feel like we've already addressed like overall an episode. Um I give it two Cordelia monologues out of ten. I give it three and a quarter, uh, was it raining toads? <laughs> rain of toads. A rain of toads out of 12. 
Oh. Ow, 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 ow. I heard we were making up our own scales on this show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quite an episode. Quite an episode. Uh, not the best. You. Not the worst. Right. But not the best. It was there. Uh, thank you for joining me. Of course. My As pleasure. Always, of My course. Pleasure. Um, Slightly less chaotic, possibly, than episode one. Right. We've had less so much sexual. Ca- no. The Master and Luke were like the Master and getting Luke it were on pretty via blood, sexual. Which is weird. Right. I don't know if we were able to address the last episode because there was just so much happening that uh, you and Nick are podcast people yes. with me. Yes. In it's, fact. It's true. We are. You may have heard at the head of the episode, this is a Podcat Nation production. You, me, Nicholas are a Podcat Nation. And a, the cat. Uh, and the cat, Miss Clara Cat. Um, Podcat Nation Podcast started Nation. as a typo, and then we liked it. Is a podcast network that is slowly growing, and we're making cute stuff with it. There's mm-hmm. also Marriage Guys, which is Kiyomi and myself, which we'll be picking up for season two yeah, sometime yeah. in 2022. Uh, wedding planning shenanigan shenaniganery shenaniganery. Uh, whether it's our own wedding planning stuff or just thoughts on the wedding industry as a whole, right? It's fun if you're. It's fun if you're married if it's fun if you're getting married it's fun if you're not even in a relationship at all right it's uh, just fun a lot of us just shitting on things exactly it, we're really fun people we swear <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got sainted love which is you me and nick as mm-hmm. well which uh is a little different we talk about <laughs> faith spirituality and religion and yeah uh marginalized people can they exist within power structures like that how do they do so yeah looking at looking at faith and religion from a a non-judgmental a very an open perspective yeah yeah no one's saying religion is important it needs to be there no one's saying religion is bad and should go away we're just saying here are religions. Here's what's going on. Here are real people, and let's let's hear their stories. Exactly. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. Um, you can find both of those, uh, Instagram and Twitter, Sainted Love Pod, and I believe it is Marriage Guys is the handle for the other. I believe so. I believe so. I believe so. Also, just Podcat Nation. Podcat Nation. Um, if people want to find you on the internet and see what you're up to, is there somewhere they can find you? Mm, yeah, I don't do a lot of internet stuff. I'm not very <laughs> exciting. But if you happen to care, I am on Instagram at them fatale. Them spelt like them. P H E M M E. Them fatale. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's also Clara's Instagram. Clara has an Instagram who's possibly more active. Clara so. Vibing. Mm-hmm. Clara Vibing. Look for the white cat with an right. attitude. It's a lot of photos of the Podcat Nation mascot. It's Clara Cat. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And as, um, as for us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Buff Wild Pod, where we post just, you know, general content relating to our episodes and other things that seem fun. Uh, if you're kind of wanting a all-in-one package deal situation you can go to our linktree page which is linktree slash uh buff wild pod you can find our twitter our instagram all the places that we are currently streaming and also our paypal if the spirit moves you cha-ching (laughs) cha-ching um yeah yeah what a fever dream of an episode jesus can't wait for more Right. Next week, witches. It gets juicy. Juicy, juicy, juicy. Um, Until next week, this has been Buff Wild. Truly Buck Wild. Bye-bye.